Good morning, everyone. Hello, good morning. Are you awake? Okay, um, so great to be with you all this morning and great to worship Jesus together. Um, and uh, uh, it's great to hear what God is bringing through at the time of worship, especially contributions. Uh, one of the things uh, uh, Rich mentioned at the time of uh, uh, welcoming, um, so he was mentioning God can speak to us through different things, you know. So if you listen really carefully, uh, you can see the way God was speaking to us through sharing, through uh, uh, John and uh, Anne, uh, through songs, different things. You know, God is uh, trying to communicate to us, you are welcomed and you are uh, loved and you are not just a random choice and um, God has created you fearfully, wonderfully. So, and uh, you are here even through Rachel, you know, so to children uh, and to everyone, you know, so it's not a random um, a morning you, because your parents are here um, because of that you are here. now. Jesus was reminding us you are here because you are welcomed and he's so glad you are here. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, God is really excited you are here this morning. Uh, some of them are not speaking. I think they have some family issues. We will pray for them at the end. Okay. Um, no, just kidding. As an Indian, I should be very careful with the Indian jokes because in England, people literally take it seriously. Really? You know, so... Even after living here eight years, I'm still surviving in terms of my Indian jokes. But sometimes I'm uh, giving, uh, receiving coaching from, uh, 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 from, uh, uh, from uh, different, you know, especially um, uh, 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 Teribu. <laughs> Too much coaching, I forgot his name, you know. <laughs> Terry uh, and uh, sometimes uh, <clears throat> different people. So let's look at uh, uh, Luke chapter 14, um, verse 15 to 24. Um, and it's very in line with what we are, what been, we've been hearing. Uh, children, you can also join uh, in this adventure, you know, so what I'm going to say, you can draw a picture, or you can um, m- make a creative story of what God is speaking to you, you know, so you are part of this. Um, it is an amazing story told by Jesus about a banquet. How many of you like feast? Half of the church is fasting. Praise God, you know, you're so spiritual. Okay. How many of you, how many of the children like parties? How many of the children have party? Can I see a yes or no? Children, do you like party? Yeah. Do you like party, Beth? Yes, yeah. And uh, so this is about a party. So I will read the scripture. That's Luke chapter 14, verse 15 to 24. So... One of who were reclined at the table, a table with him, heard these things. So we need to go back to here, understand what actually uh, about these things, you know. So I'll just uh, explain that. He said to him, so this guy reclining to Jesus, talking to Jesus. Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, Jesus is talking to this man. A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. At the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say, those who had been invited, come, for everyone is now, everything is ready now. 
But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And the another one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I have to examine them. Please have me excused. And the another one said, I have married a wife. Thankfully one. And therefore I cannot I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. And the master of the house became angry and said to his servants, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes and the city and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done. And still there is room. And master said to the servant, go out to the highways and the hedges and the compel people to come in that my house may be filled. Shall we say that together? My house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. It's an incredible story. In order to understand the, uh, the storyline, you know, what Jesus was talking, in, you need to read the whole chapter of Luke 14. Not now. You have plenty of time. So you can do that with your children when your daily devotion. Uh, you can re- read that one. The theme was the kingdom of God. All the time Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God. At the time when he was talking about the kingdom of God, who was listening? The Pharisees listening. You know? So there are lots of people listening. In a Middle Eastern culture, so many of the things is really understand for you understand because it's a cultural context. For example, if I'm traveling to one of the villages in North India or some parts of uh, or India, even in Middle East or, um, or, or somewhere, it's not a Western church, that's all I mean, any church outside Western context. If they know that I'm a preacher or teacher, something to do with the church leader or something like that, if I'm coming to this congregation, imagine I will be invited to preach this Sunday. I know, I didn't hear any amen. Oh, at last, you know, so you've been to India, I think. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, that, that's the context, because there is a culture of honoring. I know that. You can see the same pattern in the Old Testament, you know. When they heard that a prophet was passing by, they said, come. Even in the Old Testament, there is, a, there is a family. They build a special room for the prophet because they can come and rest. It happened to Jesus also. Whenever he was passing by, they said, come. And he spent time with the rich people. He spent time with the poor people. He, won, he spent time with the richest people in that time, you know. So he was invited because as a teacher or as someone talking about God, he knows some of the scripture or some sort of series about God. So they are interested or curious with many reasons. Might be political reason, could be religious reason, it could be ideology, anything. Come in, have a feast. And what do you think about these kind of things? You know, so here, their main conversation is the kingdom of God. So then this guy said, hmm, we've been talking about the kingdom of God. By the way, people like us, so privileged to be 
in the kingdom of God. Because they were saying, you know, so we are the Israelites. We are the Jewish people. God spoke to us. Everything belongs to us. We are the special one. What a privilege for us to be part of God's kingdom. Isn't it, Jesus? Unfortunately, Jesus didn't say anything. He told a story that was not exciting for him. <laughs> he said, then the story is beginning. So he was saying, blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. So kingdom of God is a main theme throughout the Old Testament. Even at the time of Jesus, they were looking for a king, especially the messianic king coming and ruling and reigning and restoring everything. Especially they were thinking it's going to be political. It's going to bring down all the Roman Empire, tear it into pieces. Jesus is going to be the king and everything is going to be sorted. And being part of the kingdom, who is going to be part of that kingdom? Us, the Jewish people, the special one, especially if you're a Pharisee, you will be there. If you're a Sadducee, uh, you know, you will be there, you know. If, if you are a, a special person, you will be closer to that kingdom, you know. So that was their expectation. They don't want anyone outcast into that kingdom of God. They don't have any eternal perspective at all. But Jesus is talking about a banquet at the time of the banquet, you know. So, but he said to him, a man once gave a banquet and invited many. Can you say that together? Invited many. Oh, come on, a bit more loud. Invited many. He didn't go out and invite by himself, you know. He didn't invite. He sent someone to, to invite. Okay, let me ask a story, uh, uh, ask a question, you know. So if you go to Rich... Uh, oh, if you can come to me. How many of you have a recent birthday party? Children. In last two months, how many of you have a, a, a birthday party somewhere in your house, in a hall, someone like that? Can you come forward quickly? If you want to, I will, I'm going to ask you some questions. Yeah. Rich, can you make sure that you, the mic is ready? You know, so they're going to ask some questions. So who has a birthday party? Come on, guys. Come on. And someone recently got married. Come on. I want some recently got married in next, uh, last, uh, Last year, okay. Oh, no, I thought they married for a long time. <laughs> Are you aware about that? No, she was going to the toilet, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Imagine children. This is the, this is a, I want some couples, uh, you know, recently got married also. Can you come forward also, please? Where is Tom? He forgot he got married, you know. You're married, you know. He's not convinced, I think. Yeah. Okay. How you? Oh. What happened to the other half? He's not here, I think. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> okay. Have you invited friends for your party? Yes. How did you invite? Did you send a piece of card or letter? Or how did you do that? What did you do that? Did you send some letter to people? Yeah? And, uh, and you were expecting people to turn up on a specific day. Yeah? Imagine you sent the invitation to everyone, but on the day of your birthday, you brought the candle and the cake, and everything is ready, and you're waiting. They're going to come. It's supposed to be at 11 o'clock. Five past 11 it's an English context. In India, they can turn up at any time, okay? <laughs> yeah. Five past eleven. 
quarter past 11, half past 11. And suddenly, mommy received a phone call saying, Oh, this is, uh, um, you know, just like this person's mommy. Really sorry. Uh, we just arrived at an Amazon Prime parcel. We are just opening it. <laughs> oh, we are just watching some rugby. We didn't know about that one. We really want to do, do that one. Sorry, we can't make it. Unfortunately, you know, so sorry, we can't make it. How do you feel if your friends are not coming or turning up for a birthday party? How do you feel? Sad. Sad. How do you feel, Andrew? <laughs> he was shocked by that old story now. You know, that's shocking. What do you think, Beth? Do you have any answer? Sad. Sad. Do you feel angry at your friends? How could they do that? I went to their wedding, uh, where, where their birthday, and how could, how could I do that one? You know, do you, you, everyone feels sad, isn't it? So here, Jesus also talking the same thing. How about today? Uh, okay, you had a wedding in India. <laughs> wedding is easy. For my wedding, twelve hundred people came. Do you believe that? And everyone was fed. I'm not happy at all. You know, people are jealous. <laughs> and I managed to do that everything in four weeks time. Arranging the, cat, uh, uh, the catering, the hall is booking, invitation and everything, maybe four to six weeks time. The total money I spent to feed 1,200 people and everything, how much? How much pound? 12,000? Bring down. 6,000? Bring down. 4,000. That's easy, you know. So, so that's it. So here we are talking about Pippa and uh, Sejo and uh, Tom. They started. <laughs> and Kristen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pippa and uh, Sejo and uh, uh, Tom and Kristen. They. <laughs> it's not my fault, you know. Okay. <laughs> They started the preparation for six months or seven months or eight months or, you know, just like sometimes it's absolutely, uh, it's, uh, you know, just, it's too extreme sometimes. And for their wedding, you send invitation, you book the hall, and you're waiting people to turn up. And nobody turned up. How do you feel? Don't copy their answer, sad. <laughs> you need to say something constructive and productive, okay? How do you feel? Uh, and, uh, relieved. No, no. <laughs> I don't know, I think I'm a bit annoyed. A bit annoyed. Annoyed, yeah, okay, yeah. That's still in the Oxford Dictionary, in that word, you know, okay? Yeah, what about you, CJ? I'll be crying. I'll be crying. Yeah. Out of joy or sadness? You, you were out crying. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I think out of uh, sadness. Yes, sadness is a real story. Thank you very much. Give them a... Thank you. This is talking about a banquet. Invited by the creator of the universe. 
lots of expectation and lots of excitement to have these people for the banquet. He was not scratching their head. Oh, they're going to turn up in now, you know. So some of you do that when you invite the guest and sometimes, oh, goodness me, it's really stressful, but I need to do that. But Jesus was not like that. This banquet host was not like that. He was so excited. He gave them the time. He didn't just turn up and invited them. He gave them enough time to think, to plan. Send the invitation in advance. At the time of the invitation, everything is ready. It's not just a barbecue or something. It's going to be like a big feast. Huge feast. But their response was, the first person's response was, I bought a field. I must go and see it. Usually you will see it beforehand. In here, buying something is so complicated. Can you imagine in a, in a Middle Eastern Asian context? It might take years and years and years. And now this guy is saying, I bought a field. I need to go and examine it. I need to go and check it out. You know, So you already did that, man. Otherwise, you can't buy it. That's not a genuine excuse at all. The second person saying, I bought five yoke of oxen. I need to go and examine it. I don't know what to examine. You just bought. You, you don't spend money without examining, you know. So you, without the confidence in that product, you know, or that animal, if, if they are not healthy, you don't buy it. If you spend money, if you bought it, that means you did the legwork, you did the, the homework, you did the research, and you did all kind of things, you know, that's why you bought it. Now you're coming with an excuse, I just bought five yoke of oxen. The third one is a little bit more complicated. I have married a wife. It's like just I ordered an Amazon parcel last night, just arrived. I just, I just married. In the Middle Eastern context, marrying someone is not that easy. You need to go through family. Someone has to arrange marriages. You need to go through the head of the family. You need to go to the distant family. You need to send someone. You won't just turn up and marry. You, you can see that one in the Old Testament. Marriages happened through a long process, they are sending someone some of the gifts. There's a conversation there. There's a meal there. There's a feast there. There is lots of things are going on. Ultimately, the husband and wife, they don't make the decision. The people will make the decision whether you're going to marry or not. So this guy is saying, I just got married. I can't come for the meal. So there is an invitation. There is an excuse. You need to understand the pattern. What was the response from the master? He was so upset and he was angry. He was powerful. He got the capacity and the warriors and everything to catch these guys and to destroy them. In a Middle Eastern context, it's the most humiliation for you, failure of an event. How can you see that one? In Gospel of John chapter 2, you can see that the first time Jesus turned water into wine, you know. So uh, even here also, you know, so for example, in a wedding context, if the, if the food is going wrong, you know, if you hear that next day everyone gone, gone sick, you know, so, uh, you know, just like, oh, something gone wrong, you know, so you, you just, you, you always feel, oh, the pressure and at the end you feel, oh, at last, I can breathe now. So here, the master was humiliated before 
hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. Nobody turned up. What was his response? He was angry. He was upset. He was outraged. He didn't release his army to do some destructive work. What was his response? His turning is very important. His turning, his anger, his frustration, disappointment, everything into another invitation. That's grace. Rather than destroying them, he's sending, okay, they're not coming, they're not coming, but I'm going to stretch my invitation a bit more broader. So now, more people are going to get the invitation. So, who is going to send? He's going to send the servants again. Go to where? He says, like, so, so the servant came back and uh, uh, saying, okay, uh, uh, so he's saying, go and bring the poor and the needy and the lame. They're not supposed to be here. Listen, at the time, the Pharisees are listening. They never welcome these kind of people into their feast. Now Jesus is adding extra bit into the story, adding, okay, wait a minute, you were thinking like eating the bread in the kingdom of God, like you guys, that's the plan, but you already got the invitation, but you are not receiving the kingdom of God, you are thinking you are part of the kingdom of God, but you are just want to be inside the kingdom of God, but you don't want the king. Only you want the gift. You want, you don't want the giver. Only you want the luxury and the comfort. You don't want the God who rules and reigns. You don't want the Messiah. Only thing you want is the power and the authority. And you want to have a nice, comfortable life. This is the place the anger is turning into grace. Then he is sending his people to the, to the field. So the servant came in and reported things to the matter. The master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly. Can you say that word quickly? Oh, come on. Can you quickly say quickly? <laughs> Go out quickly to the streets and the lane of the city. Bring in the poor. This time, not just the invitation, transportation is available. It is available because they can't come quickly. How do they come? This is my feast. You're supposed to come. Now, here you can see a compassionate God, gracious God, not just sending an invitation. Okay, try hard. Try hard. Invitation is ready. Sometimes, somehow you will reach here. See, the food is ready. I already told you it's the invitation. But that's your responsibility to crawl or roll or get a taxi or come to the feast, you know. So, no, this master was so compassionate, so aware about the situation. All he wants, at any cost, at any means, I want you to carry from your place to this place so that I can enjoy the feast with you. I can celebrate with you. So he is the host, and he wants to make friends with you. The friendship. If you came for the last uh, prayer meeting, one of the things that Clara was sharing in Romans chapter 5, you know, 
God's friendship. So in Colossians 1, Rich was sharing about God's, you know, that kind of God, God restored us, you know. This morning, John and uh, uh, different people, they, they were sharing, you know, you are important because we are not special because God made us special. He's inviting us into this banquet. When you are an outsider, you are not special. But when you are inside the banquet, because you are part of the banquet, because you got the invitation, that make you special because you are part of that banquet. So here is an invitation. So he's turning his anger into grace. Quite quickly to the street and lanes of the street and bring the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done and still there is room. Can you say that word? Still there is room. Can you stand up for one couple of seconds, look around, how many seats are empty in this Jubilee Center? Look around, turn around. Look around. Just have a look. Just have a look. I can see that some, many of them didn't stand up. Uh, can I, do I need to explain that a bit more? Can you stand up? This is Indian, sorry. If you can stand up, if you're able to stand up, look, please. Don't just uh, pretend CCTV is watching you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Look, there are lots of empty spaces are here. God blessed us with an amazing building. The flags are hanging here. There are lots of empty spaces are here. We got the invitation. Thank God we managed to get in. What God is saying, still space there. Still space there. We are not at overflown. So he, John was talking about the casting the net, the invitation. There is more. There must be more than that. God wants to bring nation to us. God wants to gather generation to us. He is not going to go out. He is asking us, go. Go. But he is the host. He is the one conducting the feast. Everything is belongs to him. Even the servant belongs to him. He is giving a big invitation. When you come to church on Sunday, what's your expectation? Do you come? Oh, this is another Sunday altogether. There is no other means. You know, if I'm not turning up, what will people think? Or... Do you come with a great expectation? God, you saved me, God. Life is hard. Lots of things are going on. But in my inner heart, this is my cry. I want to see people getting saved and added to the church so that they can have friendship with you, God. And we can eat together. We can celebrate together. Whether they are white or black or brown or blue or yellow or orange or red, doesn't matter. Lord Jesus, you are inviting people into your kingdom together together. In the midst of the individualist society, in the midst of uh, people getting more attention to the gift rather than the giver of the gift, you know, so we can celebrate God together. There is plenty of room still available. So Jesus is the host and he is the friend. I'm going to skim through some of the scripture portions. You don't need to go that one, just to, uh, uh, just to go through with that one. John chapter 2, Jesus is the host. Even though he was a guest for the wedding at Cana, so there's what happened, the water, the wine is finished. So he is stepping in, rescuing from the humiliation. After that miracle, who is the host now? <laughs> Jesus is the host. <laughs> he is taking things over now. Because the way he restored and rescued the whole thing, and he's supplying something new they never ever imagined. 
If you go to John chapter 4, you can see that. Jesus is again offering the living water to a lady. She was an outcast. Jesus was thirsty and he was supposed to receive water from the conversation is changing. Then the conversation on and on and on and going like that. Now he's saying, I have something to offer to you. That's living water. She came to receive the water, get the water from the well. She was not with her friends in a Middle Eastern context. When women go for fetching water, they don't go alone. They go as a team. Together, they talk. Uh, and most of the time, it will be evening or morning because of the sunshine. Now, in the middle of the night, an unusual time, this lady coming there, even if a Jew is talking to her, Jesus is breaking many barriers to offer the living water. So Jesus becomes the host there again. John chapter 6. What's happening there? So for feeding the 5,000. It's amazing, you know. So they were with Jesus for, for a long time. Now they are hungry. Then Jesus said, you feed them. Thank you very much. Yeah. So no, Jesus said, okay, what do you have? So they brought it. Jesus is turning like a five bread and two fish into feeding 5,000 people. Again, Jesus become the host. He's not just like sitting there and doing his uh, all his uh, authoritarian work and uh, trying to control people with his authority. He become the host. He was so delighted. 5,000. Why is that 5,000? In mid-century, mid-century, first century, uh, the, if you look at the history, you know, so the number of uh, uh, Roman soldiers, uh, is it was 5,000. It turned into 7,000 later. So at that time, at the time of the rule of Jesus, the battalion or whatever it comes to, I could be using the wrong. So the, the group of people, the soldiers in a group is 5,000. At that time, Roman Empire struggled to facilitate bread for all soldiers at the same time because of the number and the logistics. So the, he, the, there is a Roman kingdom there. And here... Jesus is coming to a strange place. No food is available. Nothing is available. He is asking, bring what you have. And he is feeding everyone. And there is surplus and abundance. He's showing that kingdom will struggle. That kingdom won't survive. That kingdom is full of insufficiency and confusion. Come to me. All you are thirsty. You know, I will give you rest. So Jesus is declaring a new kingdom. So this master, when he's telling the story, at the same storyline, Jesus was demonstrating his kingdom through his life. John chapter 6. At the end, when you go to John chapter 6, you can see that one. At the time of breaking the bread, he's saying like, when you eat me, he was not talking about physically eating. He was talking about his communion and uh, breaking the bread and the wine. If you eat me, you will have life, you know. So this is, a, so he become the feast. Eat me and drink me. So that means who all believes in me through my death and resurrection, through the shed of the blood. He was pointing out to, to the bread and wine. And there is a, he's literally, he was breaking his life, his body and his blood shed for our transmission, our, 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 our redemption. He, he, he did everything at the cross. Then he was saying in John chapter six, maybe I think it's a 53. He, he's talking about that. Eat me and he become the feast. He's not just a host. He's not just a friend. He is the meal now. Come 
and celebrate. John chapter 7. Last week, uh, 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 Jeremy preached about that one. On the last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. He said, uh, uh, let him come to me and drink. He was not invited to give a preach there or talk or anything. But he stood up. He became the host there again. John chapter 14, he's inviting, I'm going to my father's house. I'm going to prepare home for you, room for you, so that you can all come together and celebrate together. Revelation 21, you can see that one. I can see a countless number of people from every tribe, every town, every people, every land coming together and giving glory and having a feast with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Can you see that one? When he was telling the story, it's not just a kebab chicken. It's not about barbecue chicken. It's going to be tandoori chicken. It's not about naan bread. It's not about biryani. It's not about shepherd's pie. It's talking about life with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And friendship with him. Invitation, friendship, and he is the meal. What is stopping us coming to this party? One of the things mainly stop us is the gift. We can be so consumed with the gift rather than the giver of the gift. Marriage is wonderful. It's a blessing from God. What is the priority? Marriage or God? Children is a blessing. But are you consumed by Overly stuck by. Oh, that's mine. Thank you, God. Wait a minute. When God give you a house or job or money or wealth or health or car or anything, are we consumed by the gift? It's easy to forget the giver of the gift. But he is the one inviting. Yes, I'm the one blessed you with the marriage. Altogether, your marriage should enable you to come and enjoy the party. Your children should enable you to come and enjoy the party. The every blessing I'm pouring out in your life, not to be stuck by them, but to be carried and thankful. Let it come together and let it be a time of celebration and joy. Let's celebrate and let's have friendship. Let's eat together. That is the kingdom of God. So what is stopping us enjoying God's presence? This Tuesday, we're having a welcome box training is happening. It's a great opportunity to learn how to welcome people. Recently, I have a chat with uh, one of the guys. He was part of our church, and he moved to Leicester now. His name is Sami. He was from Afghanistan. And uh, when I was having the chat, uh, phone conversation, one of the things he was really saying, blessing, I didn't have much Bible study at City Church. I didn't have much training there or kind of things, you know. The main thing that transformed me and uh, compelled me to become a Christian or follower of Jesus is the way people welcomed me in the church. Is that amazing? You did it, guys. You invited them. You talked to them. You say, hi, where are you from? Sometimes you think, oh, I'm not special. I can't preach like that person. I can't do that one. I don't have... That's a lie. Like Anne was sharing. It's a lie. The moment you hear you're not good enough, it's a lie. God has blessed you with wonderful gifts. 
You can't say that one. The moment you say, I'm not good enough, the moment you're saying that one, you're comparing with someone. But if you look to Jesus, he has blessed you with amazing gifts. He's a wonderful father. Use it. You may not be a preacher like someone else. You might not be a teacher like someone else. You may not sing someone else. It doesn't matter. God has brought us together with the different gifts. The moment, next time, devil says to your ear, you're not good enough like that person, you say, get lost, Satan. God has blessed me with his life, life in abundance. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Can I hear a hallelujah? Well, we have a new generation. Thank God, you know. Are you grumpy? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you grumpy? What is the main reason for grumpiness? Ask to that person. Is that the Wi-Fi or the wife? Or is it children or the home? Or the job? Or the joblessness? Or is it the sickness or something else? Or is it the car or the material things? All these guys were stuck by the gift. They missed the feast. They went to the local casino. They, <laughs> they missed the banquet. Here's a great invitation. In Romans 12, and he, love, uh, he loves Hebrew. Hebrews 12, you know, anything that is uh, entangling us, stopping us, Get rid of that one. If you can't, cry out to God. He will deliver you. He will rescue you. He will make you free. I'm going to finish now. He's the host. He's the friend. He's the meal. And there is a word, compel them. Can you say that word, compel? Oh, can you say that a bit more strong? Compel them. That means, would you please, he's not there. When you're inviting people in this banquet, Tim, Tom, <laughs> I spend more t- more time with these two guys, and it's so confusing, you know. So, oh, Tom, you're invited. Me for the party for the that big party? No, 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 no. That that might be a mistake, you know. It's a male or a young male, you know. So it might be a scandal, you know. You know, so you don't know. No, you are invited. No, there is no way to, for that party. It's impossible. What do you need to do? You need to lift him, carry him, and put him there. <laughs> Sometimes people are filled with the lies. Circumstances. Years and years of bondage. Misunderstanding about God. He's cruel. He's not compassionate. When you communicate this good news, God loves me? No. I'm a messy one. You know, no way. God is an angry God. Sometimes they won't get it. What do you need to do? Sometimes you need to beg. You need to pray on your knees. You know, God, break into that life, God. God, this is so true. It is true. I know that, but... Can you rescue that person, God? Maybe one week prayer. Maybe two weeks prayer. It would be sharing gospel again and again. Inviting to Alpha or different things, you know. But you know that this is true. You are invited. The master ends up saying, compel them. 
compel them. How can you compel them? Through prayer, through invitation, through welcoming, through, you know, inviting them to your house and to the way you honor them, you know. So not on the basis of your financial status, not on the basis of your class, it's not on the basis of your color. God is inviting you. How do you know that? I'm inviting you now. I'm inviting you now. That's why Jesus said, you do it. You heal the sick. You preach the gospel. You do it. You do it. You do it. Because I have given you authority. That's Luke chapter 10 verse 19. I have given you authority to trample down the serpents and scorpions. Nothing will harm you. I have given you authority. Less great commission. Go. Because let them come and enjoy the feast. Have the friendship with God. And celebrate God together. Let's stand and worship. Father, we thank you for your presence, God.